Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You work today. I did. I, 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 I utilized my voice for the first time in quite literally four months. So I'm all, I'm a mess. But uh, it's the Angry Negative Show, everybody. Here it is. Uh, Monday, well, July said. 6th, 2020. Just, uh, what, a week away or so from the beginning of training camps hmm. apparently so apparently so yeah i have some opinions on this which is good because this well, is a hot so podcast so we're going to uh talk about that in a minute but nick is here as well the greetings uh for those of you that don't know nick uh, got hitched over the weekend Woo-woo. yes sir yesterday afternoon 145 in the afternoon was what it? was yesterday july 5th july 5th the year of our lord 2020 <laughs> Better never forget that day, yeah. damn it. No, no, I won't. No. It was nice. My sister and my brother in law uh, were hiding and they got good pictures of it all. And then uh, while while I was taking Lauren down to take her to propose to her in Kajahakin, uh, my mom and her mom came here and set everything up. And like her brothers came here, my cousin was here other family members, and uh, I had to disable our ring doorbell so she wouldn't know people were uh, coming in and out of the house. It was a nice day. <laughs> Got told on by your doorbell. I had to turn it off, man. But no, it all went well. It all went well. Finally got the ring after picking it out before COVID. It had to get resized and put in a new setting, and then COVID hit. So for four months, I waited for the ring. And finally got it, and it all went off well. I met, met a good girl. I got to lock that shit down, you know? I know. I'm excited for uh, my invite to this Italian wedding. There's nothing like an Italian wedding. No. I don't care what anybody says. I like no. the soup. <laughs> <laughs> the what, The Italian wedding soup? Yeah. I can't remember so the So random. Did they actually have that at that wedding? <laughs> I'm thinking of food. Listen, I haven't had solid food in... What are we at? 14 days now? Okay. Are you still I'm doing the hungry. juice cleanse? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. How do you feel? I feel... I feel really good. Like, from my body perspective, I feel great. I've dropped yeah. five and a half pounds in 14 days. Wow. Because I haven't eaten any solid foods. Just straight liquidized fruit and vegetables. Feel good. Body feels great. I have a lot of energy. But on the other hand, I haven't had anything to eat in two weeks. So... Kind of hungry. Const- yeah, you're constantly thinking about food. Yeah, like Italian wedding soup. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. When you hear Italian wedding, you think soup right away. This will probably be the last week, but I have enough shit to go till, I don't know, Thursday or Friday probably. So. That's really tough. Two, especially one week alone is tough. Actually, three, four days alone of that is extremely hard. I feel like that, once that was pass- the worst of it. The yeah. first couple of days just were fucking brutal. Is your nonstop that, home? Was, yeah. After that, it was kind of like, all right, I can do this. It just kind of sucks. 
but uh, the first those first couple days are brutal. After just months of just laying in bed and eating pizza and burgers and I only put on seven and a half pounds through the whole thing, which I thought was surprising because it feels like twenty. You know, <laughs> just feel gross and disgusting, and I'm like, okay, it's time to fucking get my shit back together here. So, drop most of it. The rest of it will probably gone by the end of the week, so I'll be back to a normal Daniel size. And I'm impressed. It'll be Dan the Shredded Flyer fan. <laughs> <laughs> Change my uh, Twitter banner now, but that's impressive, man. That's tough to do. If anyone's out there, you know, ever done it or tried to do it, that's that's fucking tough. I try to do it once every like six months or so, at least t- twice a year, just to kind of realign my chakras. But I don't think I've ever gone this long before. But how many drinks a day do you have? Four, two. Uh, fruits and two vegetables. Are you drinking a lot of water? Yeah. Got... Do you, are you a coffee guy? <laughs> At the moment, no. But I've been addicted to coffee in the past. I uh, When I graduated college and came back, I got a job in a warehouse for like six months at some local family place until I got the teaching gig. And got up really early and was working long days and everybody there was drinking coffee i started drinking about seven or eight cups of coffee a day holy shit and uh yeah i was a fucking goddamn mess for a long time <laughs> and i was like okay i gotta stop i'm tweaking on coffee here for christ's sake <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah it was like it was worse than when i was doing cocaine like it was just fucking it was a disaster so you know we got it i'm like all right we cut it Finally stopped drinking coffee for a long time, and you know now every once in a while I will enjoy a nice coffee. Uh, okay, from time so to I time, have but... another question here because you, you created another avenue for me. How old are you again? Twenty-three. Going to be twenty-four and next month. At what age oh. did you first try cocaine? Nineteen. What? Wow. Now I feel kind of like I don't know. I just feel like a, a loser now. I've lived I would a, assume a college. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody doing coke in Quaker Town. No, we were we were heroin kids up here. Bullshit. <laughs> Something well, you kidding me? Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah, sure. I yeah. never did it. Where'd you go to yeah. college, Dan? Drexel. Go did Dragons. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn, so you must be pretty smart. Blue uh, and gold, right? Let's not say anything about being smart, because uh, you know. Yeah, Drexel's a tough school to get into, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And meanwhile, we have little Daniel over here. Meanwhile, I was lined up on cocaine the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Helped him study, man. Stay focused. It did. What about uh, what about Adderall? Were you one of those kids? No. no. I tried what? it once. Tried it once when I was eighteen. And, and what happened? It, oh God. Well, you my instantly bu- felt smarter. My, my BFF, who was prescribed it, he goes, "Take one. Wait a while. Take the second later in the day." I took one. I waited like a half hour to an hour. I took the second. I was like, yeah, like all day. And just <laughs> couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. It was just, it was, it wasn't fun. I only tried that once. It was just, just marijuana for me growing up. You know, so I used to do a little Adderall and the first couple of times I tried it, I felt like everybody was moving in slow motion around me. Like I felt like I was thinking like 10 steps ahead of everybody. <laughs> I just felt like the smartest man in the world. And I'm like, oh, my God, these people cannot compete with me. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I love that shit, man. That stuff was good. And then my source moved, and I was just like, yeah, I'll just never do that again. But Adderall was good, man. If it, Well, I guess we could just turn this into a drug show. But 
I mean, Dan, if you well. if you enjoyed cocaine, and you would definitely like Adderall, because it's like it's like both operas. It's <laughs> my, uh, my my party days are far behind me. I'm old at this point. What the fuck? So if you like the feeling that you get from cocaine, and it's so okay. Did you, ever see, did you ever see? Did you see Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? No. Oh, never mind. Oh, cocaine? What's cocaine? He's like, it turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. All right, let me just skip this because I don't want anyone out there thinking like, oh my god, these guys are a bunch of drug addicts over here. Not that there's anything wrong with addicts, you know. Some of them are sick. Not an active drug addict. Just, uh, just uh, my my weekends and. Yeah, go for Adderall. They actually prescribe it. It's like prescription cocaine. Tell you what's a good drug. Lyrica. I don't know what it's what used for. But uh, I had a friend who prescribed it for whatever the fuck reason. She's like, I didn't take it. You want one? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? It's fucking... What the fuck's Lyrica do? I have no idea. I don't know what it's for. What did it do to you? It, 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 was, it, was, it was very... It was being like drunk and high at the same time. Oh my Earth god. Pain. Did you throw up? Nerve pain medication. Yeah. It, Treat it, nerve and muscle pain, including fibromyalgia. Oh, dude, you took, like, muscle relaxers. That's what you pretty much took. That's probably what it was. I, have no, I don't know what it was. Oh, you did it once, but God, that was a great feeling. All right, let's stop talking about drugs. Let's, uh... <laughs> Especially me, for Christ's sake. I was going to say, Nick's probably <laughs> really uncomfortable right now. Nah. Um, oh, different lifetime. Bit of a yeah. breaking news story here. Uh, Wyatt Kalnick has signed with the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. Signed his deal, uh, looks like, 56 minutes ago. <clears throat> Can we talk about this for, like, a little bit? Because it's, I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm not surprised. He wanted to find a gig where he's going to get an NHL job, and he's definitely going to find one in Chicago. He would have been, you know, second-pair Phantoms guy in Philadelphia this year, so... He, for his goal for what he wanted to do, he certainly accomplished it. But, uh, you know. I'm, I'm a little bummed out. And not because I thought Kalanick was going to be a star or, you know, even a top four defenseman. It just would have been nice to get a guy you drafted under contract and just one more guy in the system, you know. One more guy that we knew. Because the, the Phantoms would have had a pretty solid top four D, right, if Kalanick signed? Yes. I mean, we're already looking at Zamula, uh, York in another year, Wyatt Wiley. Is there one more? Cause I feel like I'm always missing one more guy, Dan. Uh, Hogberg is down there as well. Oh, Hogberg, that's it. Yep. So I Hogberg, mean, they would have had Wiley and Zamula would have been their top three next year. I guess Mark Friedman probably, unless he gets mm-hmm. uh, promoted, depending on what they end up doing with uh, Robert Haig and Justin Braun. But yeah, they it would have been it would have been a very good. I mean, it's going to be a very good defense score. Which thank Christ, because it was pitiful to watch them play this year but uh yeah Kalnick would have been I don't want to say another cog but you know uh, it would have been a lot harder for him to make the NHL which is essentially full as is let alone carve out meaningful minutes with the Phantoms so you know like I said his choice was to go and find a team where he can make an impact right away and the Chicago Blackhawks who are on a budget and have a shitty defense as is I mean he will more than likely have his opportunity to uh hang around in the NHL there Here's why I'm a little bit bummed. And I understand from his perspective that he was he's going to a team where he can potentially get some minutes, you know, make crack the roster. Because let's face it, <coughs> excuse me, this Flyers roster, especially the, the defense, he is really going to have to outperform 
guys like Zamula and Cam York uh, to even have a chance to play on the Flyers. So I understand the move from his perspective. The other thing was there are a lot of guys saying that he wasn't utilized correctly. He was at Wisconsin, right, off the top of my head? They were saying that he had a a bit more potential than – you know, they weren't using him correctly and he wasn't able to access, you know, that potential. So not that I think he was going to be a blossoming, like, you know, diamond in the rough superstar or whatever, but it just would have been interesting to see how he would have played with the Phantoms. That's all. Can he play during this playoff tournament deal or is it wait till next year? I think he's got to wait till right, next yeah, year. He's waiting till next year. Okay. All right, dumb question. Seventh round nah. pick in uh, 2017, 196th overall. Yeah, seventh round pick, but speaking of draft years, you want to talk about 2016 there, Jimbo? Since you keep bringing it up on Twitter, yeah, and like, <laughs> dude, initially I'm looking at this, and I and I hate that like people agreed, and I think at the time I think Dan, you agreed with me, and now I feel different. I'm like I'm looking at this, and like, how often do you sign your first six round of players? You know. And it's not to say that these guys are going to blossom and bud. And they did get potentially a superstar in Carter Hart out of that, which I think is the goal in any draft. But they got guys that can contribute in Torinsky, Bonneman. We see, you know, Rupstop was up for a bit. We're not sure about him. Uh, guys like Allison signed. Uh, Hogberg, Hogberg signed. Uh, and I'm, I'm missing one more guy. I think I feel like I just wrote a goddamn article about him. Lezinski. Oh, Tanner, Tanner Lazinski, yeah. So none of these guys, aside from Carter Hart, jump off the page and you're like, oh, these guys can contribute with the goal scoring, blah, blah, blah. But the Flyers don't – if these guys can carve out a role and you can plug them into the third or fourth line, I don't know. What really got me is looking at past drafts, and Dan, I think we were doing this one day, the Flyers had some really, really fucking terrible drafts, man, where it's like – what the fuck? Who even is, who even are these guys? Uh-huh. And that's why I'm like, how often do you sign your first six rounds of players? And they had a, a couple picks in the second round and I believe the third round. So they signed maybe eight or nine guys out of the first six rounds. I, I think that's pretty rare. They signed eight of their ten total players. Wow. And it's, 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 it's weird because they signed eight of the ten of them. But realistically, Carter Hart's the only one that is worth a shit yeah. at this point. Which, it, it's it, it's such a weird... <laughs> you, you built your system up here. Rubisov, I don't think he's got much of an NHL future in front of him. He may follow the Vorobiev handbook and dart back to Russia at the end of next year. LeBerg can't even hang in the AHL, let alone ever being an NHL contributor. Carter Hart is phenomenal. You know, Allison, Lazinski, and Hogberg, who were your second, fifth, and sixth round picks... Are have a lot of smoke blown up their ass, but they're too young to tell because they don't have any pro experience to see what happens. And Terensky and Bunneman are good tweeners who can play on the fourth line in the NHL if necessary. So, again, nobody really sticks out the page like you were saying, but they built a good little system here out of this draft, which you don't typically see. Usually you have, you know, your one or two picks uh, in the first or second round, jump off the page. 
And then after that, maybe you have one or two more. 2015, for example, you had Provar and Konechny. You got uh, Sandstrom, third overall, who's, you know, in your ECHL. But then after that, you have, you know, Vorobiev in the fourth, Kasha there, and they traded Meridi, and, and Ivan Fedotov is some, you know, goaltender who supposedly has a future, but realistically, I don't know if it's in this system. You know, it's just a bunch of uh, dudes, usually. 2013, Samerman, Robert Haig, then after that, just a bunch of guys, you know, uh, that barely ever touched the NHL, and especially if you want to go back to... You know, 2009, 2010. Who the fuck are any of these people? <laughs> you know. Did, so, did you say Sam Moran? I did. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. Crazy. And he was six six, and now he's six foot seven of twisted steel. Yeah. Six foot seven of twisted steel, <laughs> Samuel <Ooh>. Moran. <laughs> let let yeah. Dan read you some nighttime stories to sleep with that voice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I I guess that draft kind of is. What's the uh, what's the word when it's like you could go both ways with something? Because, you know, when I when I brought it up bisexual? and even still, uh, yeah, there you go. So this draft was kind of bisexual. Like it was <laughs> like, obviously, you look at it and nobody really pops off the page except for Carter Hart. But on the other hand, you look at past drafts and you're like, like, OK, let's use 2013 Sam Moran. How many, how many NHL games has he played? Five tops? Robert Haig? Nine. If Rob, nine, okay. If Robert Haig <sighs> is the best player you got from that draft, like, doesn't that tell you about how you drafted that year? A little Who bit, was the you GM? know? Who was the GM? That would have been, I, don't, uh, I think it was Holmgren's, Holmgren's last, last year. year. Yeah. Fuck him. Moran yeah. Haig, Goldborn, Terrence Amorosa, Merrick Madsen, and David Drake. What did they That's get? pretty bad. They got like five games out of Goldborn tops, didn't they? Eleven. <laughs> Jesus. A third round pick was he, dude? Yeah. So that, I guess that's kind of where I was. Lo- I, it's funny because you can see things from different perspectives. And when I was going back to write that uh, Lazinski article, I noticed that. And I'm like, why did I think that way back then? Because I'm looking at it now. And I guess it's – I'm going to look more. I'll look for other teams as well. But I think it's rare where you sign that many guys from a draft year. And It has to be. Right? I uh I have two Terrell Goldborn game worn Phantoms jerseys too. Get out of here. Yeah. Is Signed? he even in the AHL anymore? Is he in someone else's system or is he over in Europe now? System. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. It's yeah. it, it's it's yeah. That's as fun. far as signing players go, they did a good job. But as far as any of these players being impactful, eh? I mean, granted, you have Carter Hart, who you know is the creme de la creme here. And, you know, it's possible Hogberg, Lazinski, and Allison live up to the hype that they've created. But at this point, they're just AHLers. So it, it, it's it's a weird, weird uh, mix there. Weird bisexual draft there. <laughs> well, I'm even looking at it from, like, the Phantoms perspective. Because I think we all, at least for myself, I like the minor league team to be a crop of fresh young players that want to compete and potentially crack the NHL roster. Whereas, and you guys might know better than I would, but looking at the Phantoms roster the last couple of years, or, or maybe even a little bit before Hextall got here, the Phantoms roster has been a bunch of has-beens, a bunch of like, I'm sorry, a bunch of misfits where, you know, you, you just bring them in from other teams to fill out a roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now it feels like they have a fresh crop of guys where they, they potentially have, 
you know, two or three lines of guys that can play their way onto the Flyers roster. And I think that's how it should be, you know. I mean, they have guys kind of overspilling into the Red and Royals roster. I'm thinking of guys like Pascal LeBerge. And uh, we didn't even mention, uh, who's that other guy that can't skate? Matt Strom. Matt Strom, right. Like, he was playing with the Royals this year as well, I think. Um, so, again, none of these guys really jump off the page. But as long as the Flyers can keep the top two lines and, you know, a little bit of the third line filled out with uh, guys like Voracek, Konechny, Giroux, Couturier, Hayes, those kind of guys, let these guys play their way onto the third and fourth line. I think competition breeds success, you know. Uh, so I guess I'm looking at it from from that perspective. I'm not looking at it so much as, you know, uh, Tanner Lezinski or, or Wade Allison could potentially be you know, a strong second line player who can score 30 goals a year. Like I don't see those guys like that, but I do see them creating competition. And for me, that's a positive thing. I mean, just going back through some of their previous drafts, even like some of these successful drafts, most of these guys never even played with the flyers because they would trade the prospects away. Mm -hmm. Like 97, every one of their draft picks played. But one, two, three with the Flyers. So it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a weird weird little draft there, that's for sure. Yeah, 2017's pretty much looking to be relatively similar. Patrick Frost, Ratcliffe, Domingo, Strom, Shushko, Cates, Lexel, and then uh, Kolnick. And they already have one, two, three, four, five, six of those players under contract. That's pretty solid. I just thought it was a an interesting bisexual draft, you know. Yeah. Definitely swung both ways. <laughs> like you could see it positively or negatively, whatever. Uh, I guess you could see it positive, as Dan pointed out. Some of these drafts were just complete shit shows. So at least you have something to show for it. Yeah, I think you got to keep the system uh, stocked up a little bit, and you never know. Maybe a guy like Albe Kubel comes up after two or three years, and you know. Scores 10 points in 10 games in the third quarter of the year or whatever. He was on fire. All about the confidence, baby, and I think that's what he was playing with. He was something else to skate like his hair was on fire. He reminded me of Scotty Upshaw. Yeah, you know what he did? He was like a bowling ball out there. Somebody buy a jet or something? Yeah, I hear that too. Is my mic picking that up? Fucking hell. (laughs) What is it, the dryer? (laughs) No, it's the air conditioner, which just has been running nonstop with the, uh, on a second. I'm so sorry. You could turn it off from your phone? I used to. I have to get that fixed. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a friggin' jet liner. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't. Damn it! I just should have. I just should have done it upstairs again, not back downstairs in the basement. Think so. We could edit out, or if we would just want to keep all this in. Oh, you know, it's the angry negative show. Who really gives a shit? There you go. I should turn it off. It'll turn off here in a second. I apologize. Can't take me anywhere. What's nice about the Flyers, and since Jim, happy belated birthday again, Jim, is us oh, growing thanks. up. Us growing up, the Flyers never really had a lot of uh, players that were homegrown. Uh, 
they always had to just buy themselves buy themselves out of trouble. And then, like Dan was saying, uh, they would usually just trade prospects away because they were always going for it, which was nice. But now you can look up and down this roster and say, okay, he's drafted, he's drafted, he's drafted, he's drafted. It's actually like Provorov, Konechny, Lindblom, Nolan Patrick, you know, Ghost Bear, even though I hate him, Haig, Sanheim, Myers. Like, these are all drafted. Like, I, 35 years old. 35 years old. I can't remember a time in my life where the at least half the roster is you drafted it. Is it half the roster? Let me count. See. Or a good portion of it. One. Two. Three. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's most of the roster. Rockwell is a free agent. Thompson was traded. Pivot was traded. Farabee. Or check. The, the AC turned off. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, a lot better. Sorry, Dan. Provorov. Neskinen. Gostaspair. Braun Sanheim. Egg Myers, Elliot Hart. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of their current roster were drafted. One, two, three, four, five were trades, and four were free agents. That looks like that's more than half. Then I guess JVR was drafted too. He's on IR. Forgot about him. So that's what they're. Uh, and I guess the three on. If you want to go on LTIR too, I forgot to add them. Patrick Lindblom and Moran were all drafted. What is that? 1, 2, That's 3, 4, 5, 6, 15. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, yeah, 13, 15. There you go. By the way, we all called. We, we've all been trashing for OBF all season. And definitely, one of you two definitely called. He was going to fuck off back to Russia after this <laughs> year. There he goes. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Yeah. Dan, well, you liked him. Talked about this on, on uh, BBW Radio, but yeah, I, I, I liked him. I wish he got a legitimate chance at the NHL. Uh, but, you know, he gets... He was a very, very good two-way player for the Phantoms, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. He was probably their best and most consistent player this year. And, you know, when he when they started the season, was it last year, on... Uh, he made it the, the, the team out of camp, and during the preseason, he's on the first and second line with Giroux and Voracek and, you know, playing with all the big guys. And then the season starts, and he's the fourth-line center with Dale Weiss and uh, Yori Laterra down there. And it's like, boy, I wonder why he doesn't succeed. And yeah, then, that's setting somebody up to fail. Yeah, and, and I think that did it from the beginning. And he got called up, and, you know, there was talk about his work ethic not being there. And maybe that's true, but I don't know. I just feel like he just wasn't ever given a legitimate chance where he was set up to see what he has to succeed at the NHL. So not much you can do, but he's, he's fucking back off to mother Russia. So <laughs> to the motherland. <laughs> yeah. I never liked where we have. See you later, buddy. Another guy that could light up or at least be very effective in the minors. And then, but Dan did say, you know, he really wasn't set up to succeed in the NHL. He didn't really seem to stand out out there when he was with the Flyers. So okay, so I look at it from Dan's perspective a little bit here. Like if I'm if I'm Robiev and I'm having a solid preseason playing on the top two lines or whatever with guys like Drew and whoever, and then the season starts and I'm playing on the fourth line, and if you play on the fourth line with guys like Weiss and Laterra, 
you have to play a different style of game. And I don't think on the Flyers, Vorobiev, Vorobiev was ever going to sniff the top two lines. No. You know? Well, so, you know, he was up there during the preseason because, you know, the, it's the expanded roster, so they can not yeah. play Giroux and Couturier every single night. Yeah. So uh, maybe his game is catered to more playing with guys with skill because it, not everyone's cut out for the third and fourth lines. You know what I'm saying there? Like, you have to do different things. Oh, you Morgan to... Frost! Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're playing against different competition. Uh, so I don't think any of that necessarily helped him. But, uh, you know, I don't think he had a spot on the Flyers roster. And too many of the younger kids are coming up to play for the Phantoms. So it made sense for too him to go back. Too many dudes in there yeah. that are just like him. Dudes. That are just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a big loss from the overall grand perspective, but... How about those hub cities? It looks like Toronto and Edmonton. Toronto. Thank Christ they pulled a plug on Vegas. Yeah, why are they? Why are they even considering anywhere in the United States? Like, what was all that for? Vegas had the facilities, and they had the entertainment, and they had the amenities that the players would have wanted had they been, you know, secluded to a city for two months. And then Vegas essentially said, "Fuck it, we're going to be a petri dish and open back up." and did all the dumb shit, and the numbers spiraled out of control, just like fucking everywhere else in America. So they said, fuck it, we're going to Canada, and they <laughs> finally decided on Toronto, which was a, t- a city they basically had their eye on from the beginning. They just never pulled the trigger on. And then uh, they snuck in with Edmonton at the last minute after Vancouver told them to fuck off. They don't want to get anybody sick. So there you my go. Fe- my feeling is if you're trying to go through all these hoops to get something going... Why are you even doing it? Well, that's a good goddamn question, Nick. And, and the numbers, they came out with the new ones today. Uh, NHL says 35 total players have tested positive for COVID-19. 23 of the 396 players have reported to facilities for Phase 2 and 12 additional players outside of the Phase 2 protocol, i.e. players from different parts of the world that are making their way back. That's not a great number. That's 8% of your total players that you're testing have tested positive already. And it's only phase two, which means the full rosters aren't back yet. That's not Dude, good. I've been saying it for the last few episodes you've had me. Chalk it up. This is a first world problem. We don't need hockey and basketball to come back. We don't. The The comments under that tweet that i just read from sportsnet are just a bunch of you know middle-aged fat dudes on their couch that haven't moved in you know 20 years talking about how they're willing to risk these people's lives for their entertainment you know we gotta get back to normalcy we gotta watch these sports we gotta watch all this shit daniel (laughs) who gives a shit if somebody dies and then you know but daniel they're 20 years old they're not gonna die they're peak fecal uh peak physical athletes (laughs) Fecal. Fecal. And you know what? To an extent, they may not die. You're probably right. But I was reading a thing on the MLB where they said they estimated that 10,000 people are going to need to be quarantined, isolated, and tested between the players, the hotel staff, the bus drivers, the caterers, everybody that's going to go into making this happen. That That is such an insane ask to keep that many people sheltered safe and not sick and yes these peak physical athletes that are you know 20 years old 
If they get it, they probably won't die. But what happens if the hotel manager gets it and dies? You know, what happens if a bus driver gets it and dies? They're probably not in their, you know, physical peak. They're not professional athletes. What happens then? Is it just the cost of doing business? And you just have to do whatever you do to get these sports back? Now, listen, it's they're doing it because they you know, need the television money from the playoffs. And from a perspective, uh, financially, that's fine. And the, trust me, the finances they released the other day, the projected salary cap not going up for the next three to four years, okay, they're fucked. That sucks, especially if they don't wrap this shit up with the television deals. But Jesus Christ, why are we risking people's lives to make it happen? Why? I'm not necessarily in the cancel the season bandwagon just yet. I'm not hopping on that train. All I'm saying is at this point, I do not see a way that this train is going to reach its final destination safely. There's just no way. Jimmy, your thoughts? Well, that's kind of how I'm, I'm seeing it too. Like, and it's kind of funny because, like, if, if this would have started up in May, like, players go to camp in the middle of May or something, I'd be like, okay, you know, let's give this a shot and, and see what happens. Now, and I guess hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Because they were obviously they're keeping the players safe. They want to do the best they can while still make money. Once, like, June kind of came and went, I kind of was like, we could have done the draft. They could have figured out a way to do the draft. We would have had hockey. We would have had something to talk about, something to keep us busy, right? July 1st passes, and I'm like, they could have done free agency. You know, mm-hmm. we, couldn't know where, we couldn't know where guys are going to be playing next year. You know, whoever's contracts are up, we'd, we would know the fates of guys like uh, Pitlick and uh, uh, Derek Grant and, and Nate Thompson and whatnot. And we could start looking forward to, you know, projecting rosters and whatnot for next season, whenever that would start. And it's like, instead it's like such a clusterfuck. It feels like to me. And then I'm not even thinking about when I'm talking about this. Cause, cause I think your guys' perspectives are great when, you know, you're talking about player players, health and whatnot. Like that is a legit concern. You know, guys are already showing up positive for it, but as from a fan perspective, we could we could have been talking about hockey for two straight months. Yeah, it, like you said, with the benefit of hindsight, they probably should have started this at the end of May, and yeah. and, and played through the dull, the, the 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 down period there for a while. But now they waited so long, and shit has spiraled so far out of control since the middle of June that it's kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, it, I don't know. It, it just feels like a mess. Yeah, big mess. They, like they August, August first is the the start date. Like the season's going to end in September if it starts. <laughs> That's the other thing. This comments when people say, "I cancel the season and start again in October." It's like October. It's July right now. What the fuck is going to change in three months? You know, like you can't start the season in October if you're going to be mad about the playoffs happening in September. You fucking idiot. And here's here's the other thing. Like things are going to get bad again. And, and I don't mean to be, like, all doom and gloom, but it's just, it's reality. It's like the already states, bad. Yeah, like, for, for states like us, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Delaware, there's going to be that second, you know, push yeah. of people getting infected. Like, right now, the uh, the numbers are relatively low, I think, right? Um, but come October-ish, I think, people are predicting, there's going to be that second wave. and And when that wave comes... 
I'm wondering if they can even start in December. You know, it's it's there's a lot up in the air, and I don't know. This just seems like way too much to do in such a little amount of time. Yeah. Like, and and I don't want to sit here and say I'm a hundred percent call these the playoffs off. On the other hand, though, I'm like, you know what? Let's do the draft. Let's do free agency because I, I for this to me is so kind of unfair for these guys who you know are, their contracts are going to be up you know if in a they're up now really but they got to finish these playoffs and then they have to sign on directly after that i don't know i don't know it just seems so weird to me and then imagine winning the stanley cup and having to play a month and a half two months later you know in a perfect world i don't know it just this doesn't feel right. Something feels really off for me now. Whereas a couple months ago, I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. Let's get back as soon as possible. Yeah. Just feels off. Wouldn't it be the NHL if it wasn't a complete fucking shit show? That is undoubtedly. Because even, even with all this downtime, they can't get everything right. Because I've heard you both talk about it in all your shows, um, Brotherly Puck and High and Wide. Like, this, that, that draft lottery is a fucking farce, man. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're telling me that... You don't even have your ducks lined up in a row for anything yet. People showing up, players showing up with COVID, and you're fucking having a draft where a team that isn't even in the lottery is going to get the fucking first round pick, or the the initial lottery is going to get the first round pick. Bullshit. How crazy is that? It's fucking fixed. Everything's fucking fixed. Here comes conspiracy theorist, Nick. Uh Fucking, they're looking for a way to give that fucking pick to Edmonton, Chicago, Pittsburgh, or Toronto. Yep. I fully agree. It'll be one of those four. There's no fucking way it's going to, you know, Anaheim or something. Yep, and all these fucking mouthpieces that work on NHL radio and uh, NHL network, they're all like, this is great, man. Like, none of them will fucking badmouth it because you're not going to bite them hand that feeds you. But it's like, stop. The the NHL was the only game in town. They wanted to do it because the NFL system works so well. So they wanted to try it here, and they found a way to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Why were these fucking wildcard teams even in the draft to begin with? Why not just split up the odds equally to the eight teams that were out? What, what are we yes. talking about? It was like 14% or something like that? Like, yeah. fuck off. Just Why? Why? If it's... Uh, the meltdown I, I will have if we come on this show whenever the fuck the draft is and it's fucking Pittsburgh. Oh my god! I, I no rant I've ever done will match up to what I'm, that would be like. Okay, <laughs> like I would lose my goddamn mind because it, it, it's rigged, right? Like I Completely. can't help but feel that it's fucking rigged, and it's not even now, like. Sure, the Red Wings got fucked, but even if you want to just take that out of the pick, like, it's not even about the Red Wings. It's about the fact that it's going to a playoff team. A playoff team that could have been as high as second place in the fucking Central Division is going to make the fucking first overall pick. Now, now, here's a legitimate, legitimate question. You, If you're a GM and a coach, you could look your team in the mirror and say... We're a legitimate contender. We're too proud to tank. We're not going to do it. Bullshit. 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 Do you know you're a fucking competitive team or not? Like, realistically, the Flyers are not going to win the Cup this year. If they were to 
if they were not and like everyone keeps saying go fucking figure the year they're not a bubble team is the year this fucking fiasco happens mm-hmm. but you're telling me that you wouldn't say all right boys let's take our foot off the gas a little bit uh daddy wants that number one pick there's so many uh holier than thou flyers fans saying like oh well, you can't take like these draft shitheads that you know, uh, blow the smoke up the ass of fucking Noah Cates. You're telling me if they were one of these wild card teams, the Flyers, they wouldn't want them to tank and get fucking Alexis Lafreniere? Oh fuck yeah! Are you kidding me, fool? Like, get off your goddamn <laughs> mountain there, you shithead. I've wanted them to tank for the last three years. I just don't know how to look up my old tweets because I have tons of gifts of that little tank falling over. Like, tank, tank, stop making the playoffs. Should have tanked for McDavid and, and, and all these other shitheads, but. Well, here's my thing. So what would stop Montreal from, from losing on purpose? Pittsburgh throwing themselves in the train. Like, do you think that they could do it that badly to, like, I don't know, I still like, like tank harder than Montreal would tank? It's going to be a tank off. <laughs> that sounds really dirty for some reason. Tank off? Yeah. Like a, like a like tank or something? Or I'm going to tank you off. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. Let's go watch the tank off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's move along. I don't know. It, it, I'm telling there's no chance in hell it doesn't end up with Edmonton, Toronto, or Pittsburgh. Ch- Just no way. Or Chicago. Or, or Chicago. Chicago. They're a big one. I, I think they're, uh, they're uh, windows closing a little too fast here, but I don't know. It, I, 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 I will be fucking furious when that when that happens not even if when that happens fucking bullshit i'll come on here and i'll scream like a girl for an hour if he goes to pittsburgh don't lose my fucking mind man i've got a cousin a second cousin he's a little older than us and he's like you know he's seen it all he's convinced the league has a vendetta against the flyers to this day like the NHL still pissed off about the Broad Street Boys God, and Bobby. They must ruin the league. Yeah. He's older than you. Holy shit! Hey, it's my <laughs> second cousin. It's my mom's cousin, so he's my second cousin. That's how it works. Come on, dude. He just got engaged. Be nice. Hey, yeah, thirty-five is a new twenty-five. Come on. Mm. <laughs> that reminds me. I announced on Twitter. I've not announced it on any shows yet. Next month there will be a Dan the Flyer fan birthday bash on Brotherly Pod. Yay! I don't know how I'm doing it yet, but uh, just make sure you hydrate this time, buddy. Shit. Yeah. uh, Especially now, you're gonna get fucking hammered because I assume this juice cleanser on. Are you drinking alcohol right now? No, I haven't done any alcohol in a little while. So there you go. You're gonna fucking go sideways quickly. Said giant on Friday, and the wine was calling my name, but I didn't buy any. No. Can you can you ship alcohol? Can I can you deliver alcohol? Uh. Like, can I, I put a bottle of alcohol in a box and send it to you? Probably. All right. Liquid, fragile, perishable, or uh, you may have to fill out a form or something or get some kind of special. Uh, yeah, form, but I think so. It's, uh, you can ship it. <laughs> I cannot fucking find my notes for the goddamn playoff picture. <sighs> it's not meant to be. Yeah, like, I would much rather be talking about, like, uh, what happened in free agency today. Hell I don't yeah. even give a shit about fucking hockey. It's July! My interest of the season has long since passed. Yeah, you so, should 
We'd be pissed off about the Phillies by now or yeah, something. Yeah, I would be pissed off about baseball, which is a whole fucking goddamn different headache we could yell about. But where are my notes? By the time hockey starts playing, it's going to be closer to August, right? Yeah, August. Then why the fuck? Why the fuck are they even bothering? Because they need that TV money. So here's the thing. Why does the NBA feel a lot more organized than hockey? Doesn't it doesn't like the NBA is like pretty much set. They have a set structure. They they have a plan. The NBA from the beginning was like, we're going to Florida. We're playing to Disneyland. Fuck you if you don't like it. And we're doing that. They, doesn't they, that seem like a little bit risky, though? Going to like, Florida? Florida right? Oh, Florida. my God. My neighbor. He uh, he's got a big fancy backyard, flowers, koi pond, all this shit. And uh, his wife is a travel agent, which I didn't know was still a thing in 2020, but apparently it is. And uh when they go away, they get me to watch their shit, you know, feed the uh, feed the fish, check on the flowers and, and whatnot if it needs watering. And uh, so we did that. He did that last week. He, he came up to me and he goes, hey, Daniel, I'm going on vacation. You want to take care of that? Yeah, sure. No problem. I can keep an eye on them. And we're talking. And I go, where are you going? And he goes, oh, we're going to Florida. And <laughs> the look I gave him must have been priceless because his face back at me was priceless. And uh, I don't know about that. I don't know why anybody would voluntarily go to Florida right now. We're going to America's dumpster fire. <laughs> We're going to go straight to the middle of COVID here. and We're going to America's trailer park. These are the playoffs from last year. God damn it. Why am I? <laughs> yeah, but nah, they're going to come back and spread it to the community here. And we'll all be under a quarantine again before you know it. I'm going to Wildwood in 12 days if the New Jersey doesn't shut back down. Yeah, I never even bothered booking a trip this year. I booked it before COVID, and they just it was like in, I never did I never did Airbnb before, so I paid half in February, and the second half just got taken out about uh, four days ago. So I was in the yeah, process yeah. of looking and just when everything hit, I was like not even going to bother, and now I'm thinking not even going to bother because if I would get a hotel now, it'd probably be you know, mid-August at the earliest, and who the fuck knows what's going to happen in a month and a half from now, so I don't see much of a point, so. Yeah, you're good. It's like, if you go down the shore, it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah, I know, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I really want oh. boardwalk pizza. <laughs> I really want boardwalk pizza. You don't even need to wear a mask, dude. There's nothing, like, nothing ever happened down there. Don't like you have to wear a mask on the beach? Is that true? No. Did you uh, see they're not going to force the coaches to wear masks on the bench? Yeah! Oh my god. Those are the fucking people at high risk. They're the goddamn elderly ones, for fuck's sake. Oh god. I feel like, don't they, if they're being, they're probably going to be tested like every day or every other day. To me, that's a waste of resources. If we're expecting a second spike, why would you waste resources on fucking sports? It's a first world problem. Look, I'm not one of those, we got to, shelter ourselves into doing nothing but to me if we're expecting more why are we wasting resources on a on a novelty yes we all love sports we all like to play sports those guys get paid to do it at the highest level but again why are we spending resources on that and what's crazy is they got it up and going in europe a month ago dude i was just going to ask you that what are, do you know what they're doing over there like with soccer because it seemed like 
is Corona basically done over there? Like, are they not having any more cases? It's I haven't not really done, but up. they handled it far much better than we have. Their numbers are are very low. Yeah, because over there in Europe, they said, "Yo, stay home," and they're like, "All right, okay, we're going to stay at home. We're going to make it a dinner. We're going to have a lot of sex." <laughs> Here, it became, I'm not staying home. It's my right to go out. I'm not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. I I feel like just America's just... So America's like a bunch of different countries like in one. Like I feel like you have the Northeast where it's like, all right, everyone kind of... For the most part, I would say the majority in the Northeast are listening. And then you have like obviously the South. Like I feel like Texas is its own fucking state or own fucking country, really. California is, is its own country. Uh, you have the South by Florida as its own fucking country, and they're just doing things their own way. But I mean, like, if if you're down there, uh, man, I don't know. Like, it's just different. Everything's fucking different. The United States, I think it's unfair, even though the United States is one country, obviously. I feel like it's unfair to lump the entire country in with what's happening because I feel like different parts of the country are fucked. And different parts of the country are like, all right, let's follow the rules a little bit. But one part of the country being fucked is eventually going to translate to everybody else being fucked. I agree. It's, it's the, like, that's why everybody that's has to happened. wear a mask. Yeah, that's why everybody has to wear a mask. Because, you know, the few shitheads that aren't are going to be the ones that cause the downfall here. That's exactly what's happening. Oh, my goodness. And the people that walk into a store and... Or hospital, there's this whole video of someone walking to a hospital, I don't know what state it was. And like, they put the video on Twitter, like, look at these assholes in the hospital oh, yeah, asking me to put a mask on. It's like, you're in a fucking hospital! Yeah. These oh, people God. are infringing my rights by waking me wear a mask. Now listen, I have not read the Constitution anytime recently, but uh, I don't remember there ever being a, uh, wearing a mask in case of a worldwide pandemic clause in there. Uh, I'm well versed in it since I have to enforce it. I can tell you there's no <laughs> such thing as any mask enforcement in it. <laughs> That's what I thought, but uh, yeah. Sure. It's just, it's just mind blowing. The people have temper tantrums that they have to wear a mask somewhere, and then also, like, if someone's not gonna wear a mask, don't throw shit at them. Just, just get get the store to get them to leave. And if they don't leave, you call the police, and you handle it like civilized human beings. So I think a lot of people, and I'm just assuming here. Like I'll speak for myself. What I noticed with myself. A couple months ago, like before any of this COVID stuff started, I would I would look over and, you know, I would see in Japan and China if if they're sick, they would wear a mask yes. so that I wouldn't infect you, which I thought was extremely considerate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now this whole COVID thing came up, and it's like, hey, you have to wear a mask. And I don't know if it's like the. Let me just preface this with I absolutely do wear a mask wherever I go. I wear a mask at work eight hours a day. I wear a mask if I go out. Now, But I notice, though, once somebody tells me I have to do something, like I don't know if I have like a rebel voice in my mind, but it's like I don't fucking have to wear a mask if I don't want to. You know what I mean? So, But I think a lot of people out there, they hear this voice and they act on that voice. You know what I mean? And and they spew their thoughts. And it's just like, shut the fuck up sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense or no? It's people yeah. that believe the uh, current president of the United States propaganda that this isn't real and it's going to be a hoax and it's fine and it's made up to blah, 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 blah. And they won't believe it until it gets them themselves. If you think it's hard to breathe with a mask on, wait, can't wait till you get fucking coronavirus. Uh, dude. And what you just said is so fucking true, and it's so sad, dude. 
because there, there are people out there who haven't experienced, you know, certain. It, ha- um, it hasn't been a family member. It hasn't been a, a loved one. It hasn't been themselves. They're totally haven't been touched by it yet. So thus, it's not real. And, and it won't be real, and they won't know what's going on until it hits home. And then they'll be so like, true, son man. of a bitch. Should have listened. Yeah. It's like that with a lot of things. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if, if, if you've never had anybody, uh, you know, catch this or whatever, I, we're not hoping that they do. I am. But I'm it's actively like... rooting for the virus. <laughs> Dude, the wrong people have died from it. After You can tell now after a few months, it's like, man, COVID didn't get the right people. No, not at all. <laughs> So yeah. my aunt, my aunt was one of the people that couldn't come in yesterday because she's compromised. She only like drove by and said hi because uh, she's. I like that you said compromise. That's such a police word. Well, immune compromised just because. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people in my family have died of cancer, including all four of my grandparents, oh. and uh, my my aunt, one of my cousins, uh, my other aunt, my mom's next oldest sister. She had like a section of her intestines removed. And, uh, yeah, and That's she's like, cancer? yeah, like to get sidetracked here, there was a gene that was going through my family called Lynch syndrome. You should look it up. You're pretty much genetically predisposed to come down with cancer. Wow. So my mom did not have it. She got it. She got checked for it. Like we started figuring, like, I guess doctors started figuring it out when like everyone in my family was fucking dropping like flies. So, uh, my mom doesn't have it. So my sister and I don't. And my Aunt Adele, my mom's older sister, has it. So my cousin, who I've talked about here, Johnny. What's up, Johnny? Uh, him, him and his sister had to get checked. They don't have it. So anyway, she always has to keep an eye on everything, just to, you know, in case it shows up again. So she like, got out of the car. We all stood around the front lawn for like 10 minutes, and they left. My, my aunt and my uncle, because like, she just can't, she can't risk it. Like Dan, said, like Dan said, there's too many people out there who think like their, their bubble hasn't been popped yet. And they don't fucking. Wouldn't that be you know? Wouldn't that be something if it was a hoax? Could you imagine? I mean, obviously it's not a hoax. Like people have died from it all over the world. See, that's what I don't get. Like, how can, uh, like, uh, okay, I'm a big conspiracy guy, and what bothers me today is conspiracies. I think are just a different way of thinking. Um, but when people want to come out and say something like COVID is a hoax and. You know, I think that gives like conspiracy people a bad name because people are fucking dying. People are getting sick. Like there's a difference between a hoax and a legit conspiracy, right? Like the virus can be real and it can be used to manipulate things to conspire, right? But that doesn't mean that the fucking thing's a hoax. So when people use the word hoax, I'm like, you're discrediting so many other people when you use that fucking word. Just because you don't know anybody that's had it or, you know, have a friend of a friend that had it doesn't mean it's not real. Like, I actually, I envy people that are saying it's a fucking hoax because that means they don't know anyone that's got it. You know what I mean? So uh, to be that, that ignorant, I think is a fucking shame that Uh you, you know what I mean? Over the last few months, I didn't know so many people like have their, uh, uh, their doctorates and you know and yeah. I, I didn't know so many of my people uh, so many people on social media went to medical school went to the police academy over the last few weeks it's just Isn't wow. that fucking crazy it's, it's shocking a lot of experts out there Jim and, and you know what I noticed about myself guys is I fell into this trap like I get sucked into it too and I, like you can see stuff starting right and I tell myself dude don't don't get involved don't choose a side because that's what they want you to do 
by the oh, way, yeah. the people that are in charge of whatever, they want you to pick a side. They want me to be against Nick or they want me to be against Dan. And it's like, dude, take a fucking step back. You know what I mean? Don't get sucked into anything because it's, it shouldn't be us against us. And I know this has taken a whole turn here. No, you've said that before on this episode, on dude, this, this it, show it, before. We're a lot closer than you, you think. All, all, all like between the three of us, all we want out of life is to be happy and, and live in fucking peace. There's nothing, if you think about it, there's really nothing more you want out of life. But lately, a flyer Stanley Cup. Well, and, that would uh, that would make you happy, <laughs> you know. I, and then I could fucking die in peace. Uh, but like lately, there's always got to be something that you got to be angry at, or there's always got to be somebody that you have to disagree with or be mad at. And it's like, I don't ever remember life being like this. Why is this like this? I don't know. I think it was always me- there. It just wasn't as prevalent as it is. Yeah, with social media, you can really stoke the flames quickly because almost. Almost everyone has at least Facebook or Twitter. True. So you can, you, and, and and any jerk off can share a video and cut it up and put it out there and without any context. Speaking of that, real quick, and I watched. I don't know if you guys have Hulu. I uh, do. Check out. God damn it! Now I forgot the name. Uh, oh, Active Measures on Hulu. It, it's just it's an informative documentary. I thought it was going to be a movie, uh, but it ended up being a, a documentary, and it, it's just very informative. I think it provides another perspective. For, it's not biased. I didn't I didn't see it as biased, but it provided a different perspective for somebody like me, mm. you know. So, and it seemed it seemed truthful from what I could tell, but you know, I had some politicians on there and. They're like the best actors you can find. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, it was, you know, I tried to use my own intelligence, however small that may be, to decipher who was being honest or not. And it was just, it was informative. So check it out if you have Hulu. Active measures. Active measures. I'm taking note right now. If, uh... it's gonna, I was just going to let that dead air hang a little longer. <laughs> God, it's hot here. Good conversation there. I, I agree. That's all we want. We just want to be treated nice, have a nice steady job, flyers in a Stanley Cup, get a nice BJ. That's it. That's my thing. Dude. Right? These beings are not that complex. It don't matter if you're gay or straight. You just want to get a nice BJ. That's all. That's what it's about at the end of the day. You know? That's all anybody wants. We will bleed the same color. We all, we all want to have... A good home life and good friends and family and good boardwalk pizza. Stop, dude. I could go for a slice of pizza. Oh, my God. That's all I, I could had. go for a fucking slice of pizza, too, right now! Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> well, just fucking put it in the blender with your veggies. <laughs> do, you have a, uh, do you have a ninja, Daniel? Yeah. I had a ninja. Quick story. When I... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I told the stories about how I left my hockey jerseys behind when I got a less relationship. I also left behind my ninja. Rest uh, in peace, ninja. I'm sure that got smashed or kept. I wonder if she uses it. Fancy piece of uh, machinery. It's a good blender. That has been the downfall of my device for the past two weeks. I juice every day. <laughs> I juice beet. Have you juiced a beet yet? No. Get a beet and juice a beet. 
And then uh, text me when you take your first pee or poop. Oh, look, yeah, you'll think you have cancer, right? It looks like everything fucking left. is red. Yeah. The, cause I just started juicing beets again a couple weeks ago, and the first piss I took, I, I was so fucking scared, cause it was just, it was just, it was like just straight red. I'm like, oh my god, do I have fucking my rat cancer? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, I had a beat, I had a beat, I'm good. Like the, the first uh, shit you take is just, just red, just bright red shit. The, my colon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The shits have been just glorious. The, yeah, I, they, I, they I shit all the shit I can shat over the last uh, two weeks. Are they nice and Just roll right through the system. Nice and clean. <laughs> Are you shitting solid? Kind of, sort of. Interesting. It, it's like too... soft serve. It's not quite a solid one. It's shitting like an infant when they're only drinking, you know, formula or breast milk. It feels like... like it. <laughs> the, 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 the tummy rumbles and it's like, oh, time to go. No. <laughs> you, you go, Pfft. And then we go back and drink more fucking juice. Sounds like Crohn's disease. Nine twelve. A little rumble. My, you got to run to the bathroom. I didn't have my uh, fourth juice yet today. What are you gonna go with? Uh, it's kind of well, it's nighttime. It's a fruit one. Tell you what, a... bananas have been the way to get through the vegetable ones. Even the ones like the, the the shitty spinaches and and kale, fuck those things. But the ripe bananas, the real brown ones, you put them in, and the flavor's so overpowering of bananas that you put anything in there. You can put a you can put my own shit in there. I wouldn't even notice because it tastes like bananas. <laughs> oh my god! Are you so you're making like a smoothie? More or less. Okay. And I was the, gonna say I don't occasional use a banana. Depends on what I'm feeling that day. I fucking love bananas. Banana everything. Except an actual banana, apparently. Banana flavored yeah, anything true. the best. Uh, Jim versus bananas is mm. not a good battle here. <sighs> what was that? That was you. Your light's freaking out in the background there. <laughs> Me? No, Jim. Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just a... Uh... Why did you say Jim and I said me? Like there's another Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the other Jim. Oh yeah, it is freaking out a little bit. I saw, oh my god. Yeah, see. Oh, it's the storms coming through. Now it stops. I think there's a fucking ghost. That was a poltergeist. There it is again. There, there it is again. <laughs> Why is it only doing when I look straight? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Wait, when I turn around, does it stop? Yes! Maybe it's I don't like God! Maybe it has something to do with, like... Is it the light bulb itself? It hasn't been doing that all night. Or it's just, like, the auto-bright when you're, like, some type of... Does your screen have, like, an auto-dim or something? Or auto-brightness? It hasn't been doing that all night. Maybe it's where I'm sitting. Dude. Look. Dude, you're like a conductor of uh, electricity. Dude, I've said this before. <laughs> I've said this before. Was your mother struck by lightning when you were still in the womb? I'll ask her. That probably would explain a lot about me, wouldn't it? Huh. Like, I'll walk outside with my dog at night, and the street lights will turn on one by one as I walk past them. No lie. And they're, and the timer's like, I know what time the timer's on, and I know when they shut off. It freaks me the fuck out. So then I'll walk past it. It'll shut off. The next one will turn on. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Like, why is this a thing? That was freaky. It stopped, right? Yeah. 
Huh. Maybe power surge. There it goes. And there it goes again. I think it's because of where I'm sitting. Let's just go with that. I didn't notice it before. Yeah, because when I move, it's see? When I go left, it mm -hmm. stops. When I go right... Okay, fuck. <laughs> there he's <laughs> out the window. You ever watch those ridiculous, like, ghost hunter shows? No. Oh, my God, they're so bad. This reminds me, I like... Oh, my, my name's Nick. I'm not here to harm you. Is somebody here named General Lee? Bark twice if you're here. And I'm like, oh, did, did you hear that? And like, like <laughs> the, ca the cameraman start, starts looking around all frantically and they cut the commercial. It's like, there ain't no fucking ghost there. I hope there is a ghost. I hope it fucking rips your spine out of your face. Did you ever see a ghost before? No. Daniel, did you ever see a ghost? Mm, I've never seen one. I've seen lots of dead bodies. Ah, shit. How have you not seen a ghost? I don't know. I saw one when I was younger. I'm going to shit my pants. And I didn't have Crohn's. <laughs> that's, what, that's what started it all. Dude, I, I was playing basketball by myself out front of my house. I was like 13, 14 years old, just shooting hoops. It was like 8 o'clock, 8.30 at night, just starting to get dark. And uh, I went to go pick up the ball. And as I look up, I see like an old man like walking his ghost dog. And I'm like, huh? Chalk the ball and I book it inside. My mom goes, Oh, you look like you just seen a ghost. I'm like, Yeah, that's because I just fucking did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my ghost story. Then you went and jerked off because when you're 14, you can't stop jerking off. When you first discover that, holy shit, you can jerk off and it feels amazing. Like, you don't, you you don't just, even need any material. You just think about it. You ever like look back and are just like, Dude, you weren't slick. Like, your parents probably definitely knew. That you were spending a, a lot well, of time in the bathroom. Well, I think it's kind of like the passing of the, the torch or something. I mean, because obviously if I have boys one day with Lauren, like... You're going to know. I, I'm going to fucking know. Because <laughs> my, my corporal, his kid is uh, 14. He's like, you starting to take longer showers. Like, yeah, your son's, <laughs> like your son's pumping off in the shower, dude. You ever... Uh... Because like, he's, he's like, he, we got this big tub of soap and he ran out of it like four days. I'm like, yeah, he's jerking off in your shower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any guy right now listening can fucking remember those days. Well, my mom would always say stuff to me and like, I don't, I don't remember ever being that long. Like I used to sit on the toilet and like read shit for a long time too. So, but she would go, what are you doing there? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you do, like, in the in the bathroom? I'm like, I take a shower and I take a shit. But I knew what I was doing, you know? Hmm. And you never, you never, you don't have any of these? Like, <laughs> what do you do? You take half an hour showers. Wash my body, the, of course. The, the, the sadness that my life has become. <laughs> <laughs> it hides the tears, the water from the shower. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good, good times. Remember, remember, like, remember, like, remember, like the uncontrollable boners too. I loved it though. I loved those because I was loud and proud about my wood in school. Like, oh, got tuck it up. Oh. Yep. I gotta wear a hoodie so I can hide it in the hoodie pouch. <laughs> you gotta do the tuck off, yeah. Yeah, those were weird times, weren't they? Italian Salzich is coming. Cause you're just, you're sitting there like in between like in class and then the fucking bell rings and you're like oh shit oh shit I'm rock hard right now got it <laughs> yeah. got to do the talk whatever talk get it, make sure first. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll take extra long and pretend to tie my shoe. <laughs> you ever get uh, shit? You ever get caught whacking it? I did maybe once, but like it was like just an awkward bow to my dad and I. It's just like he gave me like a sideways look. And now if I could take a time machine, I'm like you know what's going on, you did it too. <laughs> Dang, you ever get caught whacking it? I don't think so. I did. I feel like I would have remembered something. <laughs> Red-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I don't think I talked to my dad for a couple of days. <laughs> No eye contact was made. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, good times. Hmm. It's undoubtedly one of the weirdest things we've ever talked about on this show. We, we covered a plethora of topics. Plethora. We managed to talk about hockey, considering there's still no hockey. And we got angry about it, which is the angry negative show, right? Was... Yeah, we were pretty upset. We talked, we covered a lot of stuff. I'm proud of this episode. The NHL just can't get it right. Oh! Speaking of NHL and NBA and all that stuff, right? They've lost a lot of money, right? Yeah. Now, Dan, you're an avid jersey collector. I like jerseys. I'm sure Jim likes jerseys, too. A lot of people do. You have not sold shit at your stadiums over the last four months. Doesn't it make sense? Like, I've ever seen a couple tweets like, oh... Wells Fargo, 15% off of stuff. Like, 15% off of a hockey jersey, there is nothing. Like, would you rather sell your entire stock at a lower price or, like, a fraction of it at a higher price? Because I guarantee you, if you really fucking just half everything off, you'll fucking clear the shelves and make some fucking money. But no, you want to fucking take 15% off and then no one's going to fucking buy anything anyway. Does that make sense? You know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, yeah, take, I agree. Uh, I've had three jerseys at the Wells Fargo Center since March 2nd. You didn't get them back yet? No. Oh, man. I The last time I emailed them, I guess, was like a day or two before they were allowed back in the building. And they said, oh, we'll let you know by Tuesday what's going on. Well, that Tuesday was about three weeks ago now. And I emailed them twice this week. Never heard anything back. So... They've already refunded my shit. They refunded. They refunded everybody's orders at the time, a couple of weeks into the the lockdown. So, but it was there long enough that is there March second. I shipped it March second, so I probably would in there March third. It's only Philly. So that and then the shit hit the fan on what like the seventeenth. Everything was under lockdown. So there's a possibility they would have started those jerseys. So I don't know. I don't know if they're doing them or or not. I have no. No clue and can't get a hold of anybody down there. So I'm getting very, very frustrated. I've got five boxes of jerseys lying here that need to get work done, but I have nowhere to send them right now. So Check out Dan on eBay at Dan the Flyer Fan to help keep Daniel alive fund. Yeah, the fund is a little less important at the moment, but yes, it's still uh, there. Sales have fallen off a cliff. Nobody wants to buy hockey jerseys in July. I think I've discovered. But, yeah. Now that I'm a uh, Hopefully back to work for a little while. We should be good now. But we'll uh, figure out until somebody gets sick and then shuts the whole goddamn thing down again. But <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but for the time being, I can uh, I can deal with it. Yeah, and no, no angry negative goes to the pigs game this summer, unfortunately. No, that's right. Canceled the season. 
I mean, it was inevitable, but... Yeah, it was. But I was looking forward to going a couple pigs game. I would have definitely gone with you guys. Was... We could do A&N, go to the beach. I'll be there the 18th and 25th. <laughs> Wildwood! Yeah, I'll be down. There you go. Come you get a nice... In the, the same room together and I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, you can call. We'll see. How do we, uh, why don't we wrap this one up? It's just sputtering. <laughs> I feel like we should have ended like two minutes ago. Eh. It's still still coronavirus time. Gives so people something to listen far. to. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know if this show has been on the top 200 charts. If you want, If you guys want to talk about this a little bit, which we just discovered a couple weeks ago. So that's kind of cool. Thanks for listening, guys. The show's in the top 200? Yeah, for hockey pods in the United States. Yeah, that's titties. I think all yeah. three of our shows are, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Good for you guys. That's awesome. Dude, you're a part of the fucking show, dude. <laughs> like, you're on the show. You're, you're, you're part of the show. You're officially here now. That's right. You do have me listed on the uh, Twitter page as one of the co-hosts. So, like, our show. Like, not, our, not just our show. Our show. Which is pretty fucking cool, I thought. Because we, we never really paid attention to that kind of stuff, and there we are just sitting on there, you know? Nice, man. Yeah. thought that was cool. Whenever I see someone complaining about, like, Philly sports talk, I, like, you know what you should do? You should check out at Brotherly Puck and at High and Wide and at Angry Negative if you really want to get I your know, fix. dude. dude I I, do so listen to this. So, like, my brother was always – I think there are people out there – who think the people on the radio know everything. And it's like, they also, these are the same people who complain about their shitty opinions as well. <laughs> and it's like, well, here are some flyer podcasts for you to listen to by four flyer fans by flyer fans. And occasionally we have a cool guest on same thing as radio, no commercials, you know, no, there might be some shitty takes and some shitty opinions, but they're, educated you know what i mean not from me i never had a shitty take in my life <laughs> and i'm like why don't you give these a try and he's thinking of every single excuse to not listen to a podcast he's like well the radio all you got to do is press the power button to like, fair, well, most of them suck i'm like dude you carry around your fucking phone everywhere you go just down you could you know just search i don't know it was just, just some of the lamest shit if you guys out there obviously you're listening to a podcast Refer us to one of your friends. Tell tell one of your friends to give us a shot. And let's see what happens. See if you can convert them to being a podcast person. We don't go on the radio just to say stupid shit to get people to talk about it. Yeah. Is, I never understood sports talk radio. I don't think ever in my life like listened to it. I like, used to listen to it on like the way home from Miss Alelli who throws shit because he's a racist and whatever else they have down there in Philly just never uh, never appealed to me. It's interesting that you called him a racist because he tries to he tries he, to come off yeah. the opposite, doesn't he? he? And he tries to, like, he'll go on Twitter and start yelling at people who call him racist when, like, he's getting backed into a corner. Bring it on, he, Mike Miss. Hit me up on Twitter. At he's, he's a douche and he's a disgrace to Italians. He's, he's like, one of the most egotistical, unaware fucks that you're ever going to meet, dude. Like, I'm a mm-hmm. lawyer. You can't tell me shit. It's like... Dude, you are just not there. Like you are so unaware, man. I haven't listened to his show in years. 
I can I can honestly say that. No, me neither. I, I will usually... say... No, no, you got to go. No, you know who I do like? I like, uh, I haven't listened since COVID, but Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie, I think they do a nice job. Oh. You don't like them? Jesus. No. I love Joe DeCamera. I think he's funny. Oh, he's a funny. fucking dweeb. <laughs> he is, dude, but I can relate to a lot of the stuff that he says. I, I will only listen to sports talk in small doses when I'm at work. Um, but I like, if I'm going to listen during that time of day, I'd rather listen to Anthony Gargano, a proper Italian. And then, he, like, he bought, I feel like I could smell him, dude. Like, I feel like he smells like, <laughs> I feel like he smells like my grandmother's house. Like, just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Oh my like, God. I, I heard something great recently. So, you know, he's like Italian Americans defending the Christopher Columbus statue, which I really don't get. But yeah. apparently people were calling him Veal Team 6. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. I used to really like another proper Italian, uh, Tony Bruno. I like Tony Bruno. I listen Fuck to him. Tony Bruno. I... Yeah, Why? Goddamn dirty fucking hateful pig. Oh. Is he? Yeah. So I... He don't like my kind very much. Oh, he doesn't? No. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's... I didn't. I didn't see anything about that. Um, well, so yeah. and then uh, 94 one has that guy. His name's uh, Joe Giglio, who I swear to God, they just literally sit in a room and say, how can we get people to call? I know. I'll say Carson Wentz is bad at football. Well, see, that's what that's all sports talk is. Those people get paid to have outlandish opinions. And those yeah. dudes on ESPN, like, do it, too. And they get they get paid even more money to say just the most outrageous, stupid shit. Like, we get like, seriously. You could pay the three of us a fraction of the cost, put us in front of a camera, and we'll just say, like, oh, uh... You want some hot hockey takes? I can deliver your hot hockey takes. Yeah. Piping hot. I'm like fucking Papa John over here. 30 minutes or less. Stand the Flyer fans' hot hockey takes. Man, everything is about food with you. Goddamn right it's about food. I could fucking go for pizza now, for sure. Fuck pizza, dude. I can't wait till I end this and I just tear into... I don't even know what... You're going to have to go slow. Your I can't even go to a shrink. buffet. Your stomach's going to be shrunken. Oh, you'll eat like a chicken wing and you'll be full. I highly doubt that. I can Mark wants to show you guys the ring when we stop recording. She wants to show us what? What? The ring when we stop recording. Oh, bring it on now. Live reactions. Yeah, I can't see the... Damn, look at that thing. Woo-woo. You see that? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you drop on that? Dude? Nah, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice fucking ring, dude. How long did you save up for that? How uh, the, the, uh, the typical uh, three months. Yeah, I'm pretty just careful with my money. I mean, like, I like, yeah, like, I, I, like I said, I, when I get hockey jerseys, except for like that yellow Bruins and the third Coyote I bought from Dan, like I usually will not spend. More than thirty to forty dollars, like when I add to my collection. So I really don't buy shit I don't need. Like my yeah. car is almost paid off. I did that for, for a long time. When I first started collecting, before I became like an avid collector, I like I would just buy jerseys for like twenty, thirty bucks, whatever I could find on eBay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I flipped most of them over the past few months, made a shit ton of money. So, but since then I've gotten into more, you know, game worns and fancier ones and wacky bullshit that. I cut my collection down from 288 to 163. Damn, that's oh, sold a lot months. then. Yeah. To help keep Daniel alive, fund. 
you, yes, I've been kept alive, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, yeah. Great. Now I'm here to do whatever the fuck we're doing now. <laughs> Living. Yeah. Kept eating, alive to live. Eating leaves and... Eating juice. Yeah. Well, I I didn't eat. Well, actually, that's a lie. I had Doritos and I had an ice cream cone today. I have leftovers for days now. What kind of leftovers? So, chicken cutlet. There was there, there was actually no chicken cutlet yesterday. Lasagna. There, there were... You guys aren't Italian at all. No, my mom <laughs> made meatballs. My mom does her meatballs from scratch, and oh uh, yeah. So there's tons of meatballs. Someone got a primo hoagie tray. Oh. Uh, there's the pretzels from the pretzel tray still there's pasta salad there's like various dips in my fridge right now uh so you just set fucking hockey like that's perfect hockey oh my goodness um people got lauren wine uh oh yeah what yeah i said there's various dips in the fridge Mm. two more months till i can drink chicken dip They, they can hear you. The mic picks up everything. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. This, this glorious mic Dan gave me for free because he's a Cadillac of men. <laughs> he's a Cadillac of men. I couldn't stand your shitty audio anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Which we, is this headset. They've been uh, doing some online classes from time to time for more of the uh, textbook learning stuff. And uh, they you know, ran some tests about doing some vocal lessons underneath. And I'm trying to get these kids to run through scales on the, over their Xbox headsets. And they sound like little fucking robots. And it's like, I can't teach these kids how to do this shit if they sound, if they sound like this and they're a robot. It's like, fuck off. So You sound like a 1930s broadcaster. <laughs> and today, everybody, we're going to sit down to watch some Flyers hockey. We're going to watch Bobby Clark go out there and score a goal. It's not like fucking Doc Emmerich, dude. Fuck. Right now, go! Pittsburgh Penguins win the cup. The Kings are Kings! That's the worst take ever. That's the worst championship call ever. <laughs> the Kings are King. Fuck it. You probably thought, like, fuck yeah. Good job, Doc. You got that one. Pat myself in the bag for that one. Fucking schmuck. Oh, shit. You teach people how to sing. You must have a set of pipes on you. Yeah. Not don't really. don't don't sell yourself short, Daniel. Jim tried to get me to do that the other week too when we had Ed on, and we have to get Ed back on. Ed, I'll remind sing me. On the spot, but Ed. if you could sing, I play bass. It's back there. I'm the people. Back there. Oh, it's started Ben. Angry and negative Ben. Still <laughs> my amp too. We'll open up for a light the lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes for hooking. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> that was the first time I actually good. listened to one of the outros. Uh, I had this on the last episode of the Anger Nigger Sean in the background a couple days ago. And I was listening to it. I think it was the first time I've actually listened to the outro since I put it on there. And I was like, God, the outro is fucking great. The last <laughs> bit of that song was fantastic. Rev your fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I need...
some soup. Before I could understand what the hell he was saying, all I could pick up on was me saying, suck my fucking dick! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll laugh every time Nick does that. I can't not. Okay. I'm trying not to scream too loud and blow your ears out. Now blow them out. I don't need them anyway. I'm pretty sure I've had tinnitus for like three months. You can blow me any day. hey <laughs> Oh, God, I need some cheeseburgers. A cheeseburger with a donut for a bun. Yes. What's your favorite coffee in the area? Favorite coffee in the area? Yeah, since Mm. you and I live 20 minutes, since we live probably 15 to 10 minutes apart. I don't know. I mean, Duncan is literally right down the street. That's kind of my go-to, but I hate myself every time I get it because it sucks ass. It's Turkey Hill, which is fine, I guess, but... I like Turkey Hill. Wawa's always good, but it's still out of the way. They're building a Wawa up here! Where? <gasps> At, um... You know where the pepper por- uh, Peppercorn Pub was? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, no. uh, I don't know the address. I don't know streets around here. Is it going to be off 309? It's the intersection of 309 and, uh... Suck my dick lane. I don't know what it's called. Let me I feel like that needs to be a thing that we have to do as like Suck a prop. Suck my dick lane? Yeah. Like, I feel like I could just hang that in here somewhere. Like a street sign. <laughs> right? Yes! I'm, I gotta work on this. Yeah, I need one of those. I like Wawa better than Duncan. Yes. Wawa is undefeated. And I also like Yum Yum, but they're still not open yet. They're still doing renovations. Ooh, Yum Yum. My man, see? Although, whenever, like, you go somewhere and they make it for you, like, you say cream with sugar, they put too much of both, and it's too sweet and creamy. I don't like that. So it's always like, uh, just one of each, please. Let's see here. Where? Have you guys ever been to Sheets? Yeah. yeah. Back when my buddies all used to go to Kutztown. I, just... I, I was at Sheets once when I was going to Lancaster. I've been there a and... couple times. There's, a, there's one along the way that it works. So I've been there for gas a couple times, but... I would take Sheets over Wawa every time. They just have so much more selection. That is just... fucking blasphemy. Unless it was just this particular Sheets. Well, that's it, everybody. That's the last episode of the Anger yeah. Negative show. We can no longer <laughs> continue this partnership. No, because the people who want to argue... All right, all right, and maybe not everybody. It's, I just... Uh, the intersection of 309 and Passer Road. Oh, that's not too far... It's across from the uh, T.W. Cooper insurance place. It's before the intersection at uh, Cisco, or whatever the hell it's called. I think that's still technically uh, Springfield Township. I think. It's the intersection before the uh, Sunoco and the 309 splits off there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's right up, the, uh, right up the street. So that'll be much better than... The one in Quaker Town that's 15 minutes away. This one's like three minutes away. Technically, it's... I don't know how far they I don't want to say. I still won't say where I work on this podcast. I didn't it's even the... know it fucking happened. It just... I went... I, there have been rumors about one going in there for years. And, uh... It just... I forget what the hell I went up there for one day. But, uh... Because I haven't gone up that way in, in months. And I go up there and... The old... Peppercorn is torn down. The two houses behind it are torn down. There was one business by the side that was torn down. The whole, like, it was like a mile-long area that's flattened there that wasn't before. It's like, holy shit. 
But, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're finally doing it! So I don't know how far they've gotten along since. It's been quite a few weeks since I've been up there. So I am... Oh, yeah, I'm looking right now. Yeah. That's definitely closer to you, for sure. Oh, yeah. If both the Wawa's here in the Quaker Town zip code are actually in my jurisdiction. Wawa's attract all walks of life, let me tell you. Uh, the first time I went there was a couple weeks, I guess it was right before I started my uh, thing, was there a couple times since the whole thing started. And it's like, I'm back home! So nice to step on a Wawa again. The north one that's closer to you is way better than the one at Tollgate Road. I don't think I've ever been to that one. Uh, I've been to that one I, down there. Uh, I've had people overdose in that bathroom plenty of times. That's the thing I want to go out. I want to OD in a Wawa bathroom. I got I got stories for that too. Okay, we're done recording. If you have ten minutes, yeah. How long have we gone? Oh, we stretched out to an hour and a half. Wow. Look at that. Is Jim still here? Yes. There he is. Just the way you're yeah. uh, set up now. You're only uh. It's like a silhouette, silhouette of you. That's it. Yeah. I gotta change my light. I think I gotta move it. That's even worse. So I'm, I'm in the dark. You're I'm up against the wall now. This is a wall right here. Do I Good do I job, sound Jim. better? <laughs> do I sound like there's less of an echo, or I sound the same? You sound good. You sound kind of good, actually. Now that you mention it. Cool. I get that a lot, believe it or not. People like my voice, and then they see the rest of me, and they're just like, eh. "That's a lovely accent you have there, New <laughs> Jersey." <laughs> yeah. You you know what I do always get is. Are you Italian? You sound like you're Italian. I'm like, I guess. Like that's racist. You can't ask me that in 2020. <laughs> well, I am, but like, what? What do I? What does that sound like? Are you from New Jersey? Yeah. Like, if I go to North Jersey, they tell me I got an accent. South Jersey, they tell me I got an accent. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck I sound like. <sighs> Maybe Philly. I don't know. My parents are from Philly. Maybe it's a Philly accent. No, it's not. I don't like how Philly people talk. I got. I got a cousin from Philly. They do talk like assholes. They yeah, they do sound. Like... <laughs> <laughs> We've had more dead air in this episode than every single episode we've done previous, ever. We covered ever. everything. We're we're like making stuff up on the fly here. That's how. That's the last three months of this show. Do you delete the dead air? Nah. Yeah, delete it. Let me do it. I got nothing to do. Audacity! Oh God, no! Not I like audacity. audacity. Why? I like audacity. Audacity sucks. I still can't figure out GarageBand. They haven't updated their goddamn system since Windows ninety-eight. I know, and I love it because for someone like me, <laughs> yeah, who's like, that's, okay, that's why then it works for you. <laughs> Fucking yeah. ancient technology. Yeah, I love it. It's just so simple. No, I'm going to hit save on here. I'm going to put it in GarageBand. I'm going to download the episode and put it up. And that's the end of that. And if anybody has a problem with it, they can take it up with me. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody. We'll wrap this shit up for this week. Uh, plenty of shit upon Brotherly Puck. Uh, I got to say, I only wrote four articles instead of five this week. So you're going to have to forgive me. But uh, 150th Brotherly Puck piece went up on Friday. Wow. That's a lot. means I've written almost 400 total in my uh, career. That's actually insane to think about. But 
Uh, yeah. New. I don't know if we're doing any of the shows this week. I don't think so. We probably not a BBW anyway. Uh, I have to get Shane back on the show. Shane, if you're listening, remind me to DM you. Or DM me. How about that? That works a little easier. Get back on here. Uh, I train of thought just completely uh, is gone. The hell are we talking about? Oh, Shane, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, at Dan the Flyer Van, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore Pot, at Angry Negative. Be sure to subscribe to any of those shows if you do not already. And uh, Jim, where can people find you on Twitter? Jim Mike HW. Uh, just put out a new article for Puck Pros about Tanner Lazinski. Give it a, a read. And uh, check out some of the stuff on HW as well. We got a, a website coming eventually, if I could ever figure out how to put it together. So. Make sure you guys look out for the new website. Cool. Jim left me on read all week last week so we can do a show with Ted. I did the show with Ted before last week, I think. Can you... Um, why? Why Ted? He's... Do I bring too much charisma to the table and you have to find somebody the complete opposite? So, <laughs> me and Ted kind of developed like a little bit of a friendship like through DM. Like, uh, I would point out something about a movie on Twitter and Ted would send me like a list of like beast movies to watch. And I'm like, huh, we kind of have similar tastes in movies. Like, why don't we do a movie show or something, you know? Hmm. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to it, but I don't think it came out too bad. And typically they only get better, you know, once you get the second, third, fourth episodes out of the way. I don't know. Check out the movie show. If it sucked, let me know. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Check. Is it under your high and wide uh, platform? Yeah. yeah. Check it out. And, and let me know if I'm flooding the feed with shows. Because Kyle told me I'm flooding the fucking feed with all these non-hockey shows. And I'm like, there's no fucking hockey to talk about, motherfucker. So You're entertaining people. Yeah, I'm just trying to come out with some content so we stay relevant. So... Let me know what you guys think of the shows. If you don't like them, awesome. Let me know. If you enjoy them, cool. Keep listening. You and Kelly just need to fuck already. <laughs> what? The, I, didn't, I didn't expect you to say that. The sexual tension in that show is high. Between me and Kelly, you think? Yeah. No. Oh, Jim, think... you're the greatest. No, Kelly, you're the greatest. Oh, <laughs> I'm sitting here having it on in the background like, fuck already. So here's something. <laughs> Uh, so I told her off the show, like, what I found out is Kelly agrees with me about everything. And I'm like, Kelly, you have to tell me, like, when I'm a dick. Because I know that I'm I know that I'm kind of like a, a whore, like a man whore. And I feel like she never disagrees with me about that stuff. And I want to be disagreed about. I'm not always right. You know what I mean? That's so the I went in on one of those Anything But Hockey podcasts you do. All right. Cool. Didn't Kelly Let's put the XNA on that? Didn't she send out a tweet that was like, I don't know who you are or something? Oh, yeah. She's like, great. She's like, great. I'm going to cry in front of a complete stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The tension I'll tell you both wrong. that you're both wrong. Oh, we yeah. might have, uh, speaking of anything but hockey, because we're going to do on, uh, Dan and I are going to do an anything but hockey. We might have Derek Settlemeyer come on, former Flyers equipment oh. manager, which should be a, an interesting episode. Just got to lock him down for now. He's a busy fucking guy, believe it or not. Busy not managing the Flyers' equipment. Yeah. So that'd be cool. That'd be interesting. Hear what's going on with him. 
He's doing some. He's doing a lot of stuff. I don't know if anybody saw, but uh, Cal Heater liked my tweet on Twitter. I did see that. And I was like, oh boy, I know who I'm going after next. Dude, get <laughs> let's get Cal Heater on the show. And I thought about it. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk to Cal Heater about? <laughs> Anything. But dude, why fuck. were you such a failure? <laughs> why did you have his jersey? Well, you had his jersey. That's why, he, that's why he liked it, right? I have uh, three Cal Heater jerseys, I believe. And that's so interesting. One You're probably the only person in the world. How does that feel? I liked him as a phantom. Not just one, not just two, but you have three Cal Heater jerseys. Yeah. You have to be the only one in the in the in the entire world. I find myself thinking about that all quite often with some of these uh, jerseys I own, especially multiples. Like that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You know. We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll reach out and see what he can do. Uh oh yeah, Nick. <laughs> you want to you drop your uh, gamer tag for everybody? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll drop my gamer tag and it's GPD the Commish, and I'm still playing lots of Fallout 76. They've had a lot of good stuff come out lately, so I like to play Fallout for hours all dead. <laughs> and Twitter at Forza Inner two one five. Although Inner's been breaking my heart. Oh, yeah, I love it. Fuck off, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave this episode. All right, everybody. We'll be back at some point with somebody in some show on some <laughs> brand. But until then, goodbye and good night. We're stacking! Bullshit! We're saving! Too late! We're saving! Too late!